After one o'clock, and uh, you are with me. My name is Pimelo Motena. I'm with you all the way until three o'clock. And uh, I referred to uh, a, a small protest that took place on Friday, and I stand to be corrected. But it is a protest that has kind of it's 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 got its genesis a while back. It's not the first time we've seen this uh, this lobby group outside the Joburg Zoo. And essentially, what's been going on at the Joburg Zoo is that there has been a movement of sorts to try and remove the elephants in Joburg Zoo and to move them into a space that you know is is more, far more open in terms of a sanctuary that's far more open um, for wildlife and so on it's a massive debate so I would like you to take part of this in this conversation with an open heart and an open mind because I don't think all sides are completely right or wrong. I think it's it's a debate. I think we need to have the conversation. And we've invited both sides uh, to be part of this conversation to to better understand and for us to also make up our minds. Jenny Moodley is a Johannesburg City Park spokesperson. She's in studio with me. Thank you very much for coming in, Jenny. Thank you for having us. And Bram Hanekom is a board member of Boycott Divestment Sanction South Africa. Thank you very much for joining us, Bram. Welcome to the show. Bram, are you with us on the line? All right. Okay, Bram will be joining us in a short while. Jenny, let's just give us a quick update on what's been happening at the zoo. You have, Ellie's are at the center of this this contestation of sorts. Give us a history of what's happened with the Ellie's. It dates a, a couple of months back or is it a year or so back? Quite right. Um, just about a year now. Mm. Um, in September last year, we lost our Kinkle. Yeah. Kinkle and Lamy were the only two elephants at the zoo. Yep. Kinkle passed on. There was huge concern about Lamy being the solitary elephant at the zoo. Mm. Uh, we then maintained at that point and for some time after that, that we will only consider companions once assessing Lamy and uh, and the experts need to advise us if she would be able to cope so soon after the loss of her companion, mm. not her partner, but her companion. Mm. Um, the zoo then went through a very thorough assessment process and found that she was coping amazingly well and that it was on her own, on her own. Yeah. But at the same time, we are familiar that elephants generally are very social yes. sentiments and that we needed to bring along uh, companions. Now, in terms of all global world elephant management plans, you should ideally have at least three elephants in a captive managed program. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the other things that we want to be upfront about is that uh, Zoos globally mm. need to um, ensure that they are 100% compliant with their elephant management plans, that they're compliant with WASA requirements. We locally have to comply with the Gauteng Department of Agriculture mm -hmm. and Rural Development requirements and so on. And have What are the requirements? The requirements are all about space, yeah. about the number of elephants, uh, their whole um, enrichment program, their hus elephant husbandry, uh, how you feed them, how you look yes. after them how many caregivers and so on. So it's very detailed. So, so what is the requirement for the number of elephants that need to be in the specific space, in the zoo, for instance, well, it, for you guys? Again, dependent on space, but a minimum of three elephants okay. in most elephant management All plans. Right. So the minimum requirement for you guys currently is three. That's quite right. Was, was Lamy's removal not an option? 
Lummy, absolutely not uh, for us. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of her, the VIT, uh, the curator, uh, enrichment officers, and mm. both external opinion was also sourced. And we'd like to make very clear that it was captive managed expertise that we'd sought. Mm -hmm. um, they maintain that Lummy would not be able to cope outside the Joburg Zoo. Firstly, she was born at the zoo. Okay. She's been. Um, How old is Lummy? She turned 40 okay. um, very recently and uh, just on the eve of World Elephant Day. And Mm -hmm. Hence, we had the celebrations. Yes. Um, she basically is familiar with her handlers. Uh, she uh, she is uh, her nutrition is uh, taken Zoo care of by of, exactly. Yeah. She and rich, there's a dedicated enrichment program. We have a veterinary hospital on site, and these are facilities that are not common in any other sanctuary. Mm -hmm. So there's a very dedicated group of committed people that take care of uh, the parkiderm section and that includes our elephants. Okay. So yes, so we and Lamy also has one tusk, yes. which means that if she is uh, in uh, relocated to a sanctuary, she would not be able to fend for herself. Mm. In in the elephant world, she would be challenged and so on. And we were very concerned about her safety. Mm. We're also familiar with a previous elephant, Tandora from the Bloemfontein Zoo that was relocated. And that resulted in her demise within a month because she was unable to cope and started to scavenge in bins and so on. The, these experts call it colic. We say colic stems from bad eating habits and so on. Mm. So we were very concerned about her safety and all our experts, captive managed experts, advised us that Lamy will not be able to cope. But we want to also say very clearly that the Joburg Zoo has a 600 hectare space in Paris. That's about 12 times the size of the zoo, the whole zoo, which means that if we had to and we found that Lamy was not coping or any one of our animals, we are able to relocate these species or these, these specimens to the Paris sanctuary. Okay. Was that an option? Always an option. Okay. And then just just quickly tell me why you didn't exercise that option. Because there was no need. All our assessments, all our coping, all the experts advised us that she was coping extremely well and there was no need to relocate. All right. We've got Bram Hanakom now. Thank you very much for joining us, Bram. You're a board member of the Boycott Diversement Sanction South Africa. And uh, we just wanted to, to bring you into this conversation and, and just quickly tell us about your history with, with trying to remove the Ellies from Joburg Zoo High. Well, for us, uh, we can't separate the way we treat animals from how we treat uh, human beings. We felt that uh, the elephant uh, was being ignored, neglected, and uh, put in a very uncomfortable situation. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we feel um, it's the responsibility of all people to show that they also care about the less fortunate. Uh, and animals are extremely vulnerable and uh, you can't get more vulnerable than an animal that is in captivity. Bram, Bram was your issue Lamy only because Lamy was alone or is this has this always been an issue with some of the animals at the Joburg Zoo? Well look I think we need to strive towards a society where captivating uh, animals uh, for entertainment mm. is done in a more humane more respectable uh, manner where the animals aren't used like pieces of art uh, where the animals are actually given their space and freedom to co coexist. And uh, so, so definitely captivity isn't something one should aspire towards. But uh, with the situation Lamy faced uh, being alone and uh, having spent its entire life with only one companion, mm -hmm. and uh, from what we've been told by experts, elephants are being, uh, they're extremely intelligent animals so and emotional animals. Mm. So for them to 
for an elephant to now be left alone uh, and, and grieved uh, was a really painful experience and almost as though the elephant was put on display during this breeding process. Okay. So, so Brom, what would have been the ideal scenario for you? Lummi is now 40. We hear that Lummi has only got one tusk. Do you think that Lummi would have been um, able to adapt to a new environment after, as you said yourself, living in the zoo all, all Lummi's life? Well, we think that uh, provided the, the necessary um, environment was provided, mm-hmm. uh, of course, uh, maybe the, the Joburg View Zoo and others who have utilized uh, this elephant's life for uh, the attraction of the zoo uh, would have had a responsibility to ensure that the integration process and the monitoring was supported, uh, taking into consideration the well-being of, of this elephant and the environment in which it would have to integrate. It wouldn't have been an easy process, but it would have been an honorable and uh, a decent thing to do uh, uh, considering the fact that numbers of people came out also mm. to express their concern uh, over this particular elephant. It's symbolic. One elephant is symbolic for a broader issue. Mm. And animal rights is symbolic for broader rights. And broader rights obviously include human rights, environmental rights, animal rights, and so on. I mean, so I, it would have been honorable. I, I, I totally get where you're going with the, with this conversation. We need to have a broader conversation about how you integrate animals and, and you know how we captivate animals and so on. But in the case of Lamy, what are you suggesting happens now? Because you're saying they should have done it. It wasn't done we are now here what's the what's the outcome that you'd like to see happen we'd still like to see uh those who manage the zoo mm. the the mayor city of johannesburg who um have a huge influence over what happens at that zoo mm. uh doing the right thing and saying okay after a certain period of life uh this, this elephant should be given freedom before it passes away from old age because right now it's a very sad life, a very sad story, and it seems like it's going to have a very sad ending too. Yes, and, uh, but, but so what I'm asking, Bram, is that right mm-hmm. now, what would you like to see happen? What, you know, if you were running the zoo, what would you like to see happen? With we specifically want, Lamy? We would, we would want a deliberate, conscious, and uh, open undertaking mm-hmm. to integrate Lamy into an environment that has more space, because even the space that Lamy does have... Mm-hmm doesn't meet what we would say standard requirements in our view in terms of space uh, for an elephant to uh, have its freedom of movement. Mm. So we would want and want, I mean, I want to see and we would like to see uh, the, the, the city of Joburg and the zoo undertaking to give the elephant uh, its last few years of freedom in an environment that it assists and uh, provides the support to integrate into an environment with enough space, enough freedom, uh, and and a a space where it has an opportunity to interact with other elephants and to, to manage that interaction. So, Jenny, I want to give you a chance to respond to this because, you know, in as much as we are now where we are, I don't think it's actually cut and dry. Uh, What I think Brahm is saying is that, okay, bearing in mind what we have currently, why is it not an option to retire? Do you guys ever consider retiring animals from being part of a commercial entity to, for instance, the the space that you guys have in Paris? Quite right. Um, You know, firstly, we want to say that this existing space in the elephant enclosure is the size of the fields of Ellis Park or Soccer City. So, and it meets all the standard requirements put in place by the Gauteng Department of Agriculture and Rural Development for uh, elephant management at at the Joburg Zoo. Now that we've acquired two more elephants, we are, and it, 
again complies with the minimum requirements. We are also in the process of extending that space to include a much bigger area, free roaming with a better um, um, educational experience for visitors and so on. Those plans are at an advanced stage uh, in the pipeline. But we want to also say that in the Paris sanctuary, we have lions that have been retired from the Joburg Zoo. As part of the Pickers Guild Reed, Reed Frog, the uh, rehabilitation project, we've released these um, frogs into the environment. So we are committed to conservation and education. This is what the Joburg Zoo is all about. Uh, we're at the forefront of conservation education. We've, uh, we have host thousands of children that come through the gate. And for many of them, a visit to a sanctuary, a visit to some of our national parks is a pure luxury. And we want to say that this zoos are a conduit for environmental education. If we want to foster green, conscientious children, we want to nurture a more responsible citizenry, the zoo is your entry point and your gate point, uh, a gateway to this. And this is what we want to say to some of our detractors, that the Joburg Zoo continues through the Masambambisani project to bus in loads of children. On World Elephant Day, that's exactly what we did. We invited schools throughout, especially focusing on schools that were PDA a school, previously disadvantaged schools. For so many of those schools, they declined our invitation because they couldn't even afford the transport to the zoo. Brom, I mean, quite, quite uh, for me, I, I'm I'm quite disgruntled by the fact that there isn't meeting of minds. Uh, I get I get what your objective is as city parks and as a zoo, and I do hear what what it is that you 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 asking Bram, but I, I'm amazed that we are not at a, at a point where there is a bit of a compromise to understand the needs of societies that need to see these animals, as you've just said, uh, Jenny, and also the plea that Bram has of could we not consider. Um, a more, a more humane. I, th- I don't even know if that's the right word, Brom. A humane way of dealing with these animals, where there is a bit of a middle ground to to what is currently the status quo. Just want to also say that in terms of the training. Yeah, Brum, in- sorry, Brom. Go ahead. Sorry, I um, didn't want to interrupt. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's fine. Go ahead. Look, I think uh, society changes. Mm. Even cultures and traditions change. Mm. Uh, if we were to go back 100 years ago or 200 years ago, uh, the board that governs Ezu would be primarily, predominantly, if not entirely, white males. Uh, society moves from being sexist. Society moves from all sorts of prejudice and injustice. And we continue to evolve, hopefully, towards a more humane society. Mm. The way a zoo is today cannot be the same that the zoo was 10 Mm. years ago, 20 Mm. years ago, 50 Mm. years ago, 100 Mm. years ago. Mm. And with all due respect to the guest on the other side, I I, I believe fully that she would have been motivated to get into the line she's uh, she's doing, into the line of work she's in, because of her compassion or concern or love of animals. So I'm not saying that Mm. this is a tyrant and that the whole institution is out there to uh, torture and abuse animals. But what I'm saying is that we have to constantly ask, what are we teaching our children? Uh, with all due respect, saying that an elephant who uh, in, wild, in the wild would have walked many, many thousands of kilometers by this age uh, is adequately accommodated in something the size of a soccer field or two isn't really, I think, what I would say is a, a moral position on the well-being of an elephant. 
I understand that we want to have interactions with children and so on to see the elephants, but right now I feel like the suffering and the pain of this elephant is now being paraded, uh, uh, which I think is, is, is unfortunate because we should be actually, uh, and, and I think Lamy was an opportunity and still remains an opportunity mm-hmm. to make an example of how zoos can evolve, how we interact with animals can evolve, uh, that the standards, even if they are low, we can have a higher standard than what would be a standard for zoos globally or so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's, 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 that's the, the moral position where I'm coming yeah. from. I know it's a complicated issue, yeah. but I definitely do think that we should be striving to have a society where there's natural integrated uh, spaces where animals can coexist, where people can visit there. And uh, we have those, but maybe not enough. And the zoos should maybe evolve towards that direction, yeah. not stick with their heels in. I must say, I mean, this is a bit unconventional, mm-hmm. but I really implore you to think as city parks along with groups like Brahms groups, to come together and come up with a committee of sorts where meeting of minds, it's not going to be overnight. But there is something to be said about how, as Brahm was saying, society is moving. And, And I understand the plight of people who want to be seeing animals and so on. But surely we, we've got to evolve. We've got to evolve with how, and, and I, I think it's important that as the zoo, of course you understand animals. Of course you have the right equipment and the right skills and all of that stuff. But as city parks, your responsibility is bigger than just a zoo. You, you hold a bigger responsibility, which for me then means if you opened yourself up a little bit to having these conversations with these interest groups, perhaps we could find ourselves with something of a compromise, you know. I, I I just think that as you guys have conversations, it would be important to have inclusive conversations mm-hmm. rather than what we are seeing now where there seems to be um, a fight, you know. And I don't know if, Brahm, this is something you guys are open to. No, I think it's a great idea and absolutely we're open to engage. Uh, but we, we, we we're not trying to do the job of your guest speaker there. She has a job that she does and it's her responsibility. We're merely expressing ourselves and I hope she has taken note and we're happy to engage. But ultimately, she's probably better positioned to come with the solutions than we are. But we have to express our concerns. Absolutely. Um, Just to also reinforce that some of the training was misinterpreted. Um, Very often as part of the training, which is an essential part of the management plan, is that for enrichment, physical and mental stimulation, and of course for cooperative medical management, both uh, Ramadiba and Mopani on the day, on World Elephant Day, were asked to raise their feet, kneel, open their mouths and so on. And this is an accepted practice. And anybody that's a done any elephant management training would know that the Joburg Zoo, the accusations that we miss, there was mismanagement, that we were forced the animals to perform and so on, is an untruth. We're saying that uh, in the event of an emergency, you need animals to um, leave the enclosure uh, for to avoid sedatives, tranquilizers and so on. encouraging an elephant to to lift its head, to relocate to another space and so on, is very important. So by no means were we forcing our elephants to perform at World Elephant Day. It was a day to highlight the plight of the elephants and I want to reinforce that neither of our roles are mutually exclusive. We need to work together. We've said that to the NSPCA. We were part of the ethics committee at the Joburg Zoo and we are inviting other entities to be part of this ethics committee. We're saying 
we're not always going to be agreeing or disagreeing, but we need to work to protecting our herds of elephants in the wild as well. Jenny Moodley, who is a spokesperson for the Johannesburg City Parks, thanks very much for coming in. And Bram, thank you very much for the time that you've given us. Bram Hanakom, board member of the Boycott Reversement Sanctions in South Africa. Thanks very much for for you both, and that conversation will be available as a podcast. It's 1.30 now. Let's get the very latest in headlines with Uzile Sako.